Brandon. Hey, Alan. And welcome to Dice Over Everything. So this week we want to tra- talk about traveling places. So, so in space. Uh-huh. So let's say you were off in space and you're the, you know go, going for a travel over to the Andromeda Galaxy, but you know traveling at light speed was kind of slow for you. So you're like, hmm, I should get there like faster. You've got to like pick pick another way to get there. Obviously, I would. If we're talking about real world mm-hmm. thing, I would just be like, let's live forever, and then just take just, the thousands of years that it takes to get there, and that'd be fine. You just take your time and walk. Yeah, of course. Space. But yeah. maybe that's not not as practical. Although in some ways it's even more practical because it's doable with modern technology. Uh huh. But that's not good for storylines because. Mm-hmm. We, we don't understand w- really what happens in a million years. The story will be really, really weird. It'll be mostly you, you wake up, check your news feed, nothing happened. You check 15 minutes later because <laughs> you're just that impatient. And you're really bored. Then you go to sleep for another million years, and that just happens for like a thousand pages. And then after a million years, you've got another tweet at you? Okay. <laughs> from from the other guy that woke up, you keep on waking up at, the different, at different times. Yeah, so the reason why this is... Uh, a topic is because our game, Star Piercer, mm-hmm. it happens that yeah. all of the the world, the worlds are spread around the galaxy because it's a spaceship game. Of course, so spaceships have to be able to get from place to place, mm-hmm. and it's not as interesting if. Well, I guess it would be kind of interesting if it's only in one solar system, mm-hmm. but that's not what we went to because that's not the science fiction we grew up with. No, it's not what we see as sci-fi. We see sci-fi as you jump over to the next galaxy in like a day or two tops. Or next next solar system. Yep. Not necessarily next galaxy. Okay. Most of the sci-fi we actually consume is not galaxy jumping. No. Like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, not multiple galaxies, yep. right? When we look at uh, one of the first miniature games that we played, 40K, mm-hmm. it's the galaxy... Uh, Star Star Trek, one galaxy two, they don't go to multiple galaxies. That's right. I think right? I don't know if Voyager got lost when they went to another galaxy, or they they I went think beyond the edge. It's possible because you have beings who are able to teleport from one galaxy to another, but I don't think they went to other galaxies either, right? Because they have you divide it up by sector. Yeah. I don't know. You're the big Star Trek fan. I only watch it recreationally. <laughs> I watched it for the personal drama. Okay, <laughs> and, the societal, the and the societal commentary. Yes, exactly. Kind of, yeah. Uh-huh. Is that is that the wrong way is to watch it? Is that the wrong it? way to watch sci-fi? <laughs> That's the is way sci-fi I love it. Su- is sci-fi supposed to be space battles? Well, as far as our game goes, sci-fi is about space battles. But and not just that. Like Because I love sci-fi, you, it has to be convincing safe ba- space battles. It has to be a space opera, not just a yes, battle. Yes, exactly. So, uh, yeah, so today we, we thought we'd talk about traveling and how it makes sense to have... Um, a star-spanning symbolization, and like what different sci-fi, different sci-fi themes have been used for getting between galaxy to galaxy in all the popular solar system to solar system, solar system to solar system. All right, I'm thinking don't, too don't big. Don't think too big. I don't even know like how many uh, science fiction things are galaxy to galaxy. Mm-hmm. Like, there's very few of them. Uh, the only one that I really liked was probably uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Okay. That was Galaxy to Galaxy, Galaxy right? Alright, but that was that was a comedy, so... Yeah, but it was still good. Yep. So, yeah, I don't... I can't even really think... Oh, and Andromeda, which is literally just two galaxies, right? Yes. 
that crash together. Isn't that what it is? Uh, I didn't really care about what they were doing with Andromeda. <laughs> Andromeda was, yeah. Andromeda was just Hercules in space. Yeah, that was it, it wasn't about the spaceships. It was about Kevin Sorbo going and punching people in, in the face. But as a human this time. Uh-huh. Somehow, though, when you go into the far future, a human punching people is still works. Exactly. So I guess with our big sci-fis out there, you think of the two biggest sci-fis, you think of Star Trek yeah, and then probably Star, Star Wars. Wars. Those are yeah. the big two. So obviously they both have faster than light travel. Mm-hmm. But they break it up into they don't they don't do it the exact same way. In mm-hmm. Star Trek, they have their warp drives and they travel mm-hmm. at warp speed. Uh-huh. And then in Star Wars, they have their hyperdrives. So they go in they, like alternate space, but yes. it seems it seems like you're still moving in space. It's probably some sort of they just call it hyperspace, but it still seems to be warping space. Because when they warp, when they go into hyperspace, mm-hmm. they have to calculate not to go into any physical bodies when they move that fast, right? That's why it takes so long for Han to calculate tele- uh, teleporting, uh, going into hyperspace to escape in the Millennium Falcon. Well, you probably don't want to drop out of hyperspace into objects or anything like that. I thought it was avoiding there, them when you move. There might be objects in hyperspace, too. We don't know uh, that. Now we've got to go look at the actual I quote. Only, I briefly looked it up before this podcast, but basically yeah. hyperspace is supposed to essentially be another dimension. Uh-huh. But it doesn't mean... With like, space? It doesn't, with, well, with the general objects? It's like another dimension in the universe, though. Maybe another dimension in the universe. So, so it might have some might, interaction yeah. with the obstacles, so you'll end up if you, you'll end up coming out of your jump in the wrong spot. Or, or would you... In the other dimension, like a large body would still have... Uh, might still have a presence. Might still have a presence. Mm-hmm. So if you're not careful, you might still run into the, let's say, the shadow of uh, the a, a of black, a sun black or something hole like sun that. Or something. While you're running through, it and you just get destroyed in yeah. hyperspace. To be fair, I don't think either of us have read the extended universe novels, which might go into that more than the movies. Yeah, that's true. But... Star Wars is not known for being um, anything but a fantasy <laughs> in what? space. What you mean? It's more like a fantasy opera in space than a science fiction. You mean you you think their Jedi magic isn't actually just technology we don't understand? Yes. Uh, He he tried in, what, the first one, saying that it's mitochlorians, but uh, that was not well received. (laughs) Uh So I think they probably retconned that by now. And just went back to magic. That's fair. Yeah, it's it's space magic. The space wizards. Mm -hmm. So I guess if you're making a space game, you've kind of... You've kind of got to go decide on which direction you're going. Yeah. With are you going into are you going into? We didn't mention the last one. The last one. Which one's the last one? Uh, space folds. You didn't think about that. Space fold technology, where you connect one spot to Mm -hmm. another spot. I think that actually happens in Battlestar Galactica. They literally create a hole in uh, space in space time, Mm -hmm. right? Or where you connect two points, and then it's like it's teleportation. Yeah. It's basically teleportation. Not basically, it is teleportation. You cut a hole in fa- the fabric from one place and mm-hmm. another one and you go through, right? Yep. It, I guess it's not cutting a hole. It's connecting two spots in the in space and going straight through. Yep, so that's technically different than and the I first And I watched two. it on, what was it? Neil deGrasse Tyson, mm-hmm. right? He was explaining that, you know what? This actually obeys the laws of physics if we could ever do it, but maybe it's impossible. Yep. But it's not necessarily breaking the laws of physics to do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Because, yeah, we know gravity, like, shortens the space between mm-hmm. locations, potentially. Well, no, if there's what? a gravity... Like, gravity can shorten no, like, the space. Like, yeah, it'll curve it. Can curve it. it. Curve it. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is so to curve it so much that they touch each other. And then they become closer together. Yeah. And if they just completely fold together. 
Yeah, and, and then you, you go can from go one to the other. From one to the other. Mm-hmm. So I guess and somehow the... not get destroyed by going through it. Yes, not be torn apart. Despite... Yes. Because it's a large hole. Or if you get hole. torn apart, get reassembled on the other end. Yeah. That could be a thing. Maybe. It's like yeah. it's like teleportation technology. Yeah, because yeah, teleport- you're teleportation yeah. is tearing you apart and then... Yeah, it was even else. in Star Trek, technically. Mm-hmm. It was only in short distances. So it's so. true. They have both then in Star Trek. That's they travel yeah. at warp speeds and they tear themselves apart. But I think the teleportation is actually... A physical... Not... Light, it's the same speed as light. Mm-hmm. I think it's the speed yeah. of data. So yeah, because they had they had to have like you have to be within they had the a area, line to yeah. it and a good communications. Yeah, and then if you had signal low fidelity, they get destroyed. If they had a bad signal, yeah, mm-hmm. they would die or transform into something else. So technically, the they were weak. probably being killed. I think tech- teleportation technology was probably killing them because yeah, breaking a, down. Yeah, there's a famous, every atom in their body. Famous nerd uh, philo- philosophical question: Is teleportation? death and then creating a clone mm-hmm. or is it actual teleportation would you care if you didn't notice the difference <laughs> would you exist if you died in another being that just is almost exactly like you mm-hmm. but in the different space does that, that it's a different person so yep. it's not you anymore right that's the big thing mm-hmm. would i kill myself if another being almost exactly like me mm-hmm. uh came into existence but in a much nicer weather like in the Caribbean right now and they reuse the same matter to put you there I don't no. I don't think teleportation is the same matter it's not using the same is matter the same? they have to get the matter there somehow and they're not drawing it out of the space where you're teleporting to so you think they, so they just shoot it so it, it, travel, it just turns into energy so it can go light speed and then go to the other place and then reassemble? That might be why people are more, more okay with it in the Star Trek universe because you're using the same matter. It's kind of like the same thing uh, as we're talking about with the, the jumps yeah. in Battlestar Galactica. They're not sending, they're not creating new... That's true. That's true. You're not creating new. It's the same material. Mm-hmm. It's just getting destroyed and then reassembled. Is that the same person? They don't, they don't say I whether... I think that is. You know they what? They don't say whether your butt atom ends up in like your arm or not. Right. But... So that's not the philosophical... Yeah philosophical question Mm -hmm. I guess that actually solves the problem for Star Trek yep because you say that they're the same same matter same matter so it's it's like getting destroyed and then coming back together again right yeah it's like if your hand falls off and they have to reattach it is it really the same hand oh now it's getting too philosophical okay so back to jump (laughs) back to ships not cutting people so there's the three ways Mm -hmm. and if you're talking about spaceship level you have Battlestar Galactica you also the one that I really liked is Homeworld Right, mm-hmm. same way it's the video game um, where they basically cut a they, you have a they gate, have jump technology they jump technology and mm-hmm. they do that and there's actually a lot of them that do that so that's that's the three ways yeah. alternate dimension warping space um, cutting a hole in uh, space and going to another place yep so for us when we think about it we have to decide like you said of those three mm-hmm. or, or alternatives like magic it could just be completely magic yeah. then you don't have to explain or, but I think yeah. more people want like people who care about the background of mm. games which most gamers care about the background of the game want like okay here's here's the theory behind yeah. what's going on in this game and even if it's magic they start saying well technically how does the magic work and they mm-hmm. try to turn magic into a science when that almost defeats the purpose of magic but. yeah exactly so I think <clears throat> in our game we want the ships to be fighting at faster than light speeds yeah because it's a little bit weird when you have normal, like if you take full technology, right? you're saying they teleport by going through mm-hmm. uh, a fold in space. When they actually fight, that means they have to move at speeds of conventional, at conventional speeds. Yep. Which means when they fight in space, <clears throat> does it really make sense if they can see each other? 
And what are they? How are they shooting each other? Right. Well, they could just be really close together, but they had to they had to jump through space and then motor over slowly to the next guy and make yeah. sure the other guy didn't just jump away in the time. And then on top of that, mm-hmm. though, technically modern day uh, weapons and stuff like that, you don't have to see your target to shoot them. No. Which suddenly all of your like it opens up a huge can of worms of how are you going to make some sort of space combat makes sense yeah. right? if you have jump technology why would you not just smarten up and jump to where the other ship is launch your fire a laser yeah. and then just jump, jump away uh-huh, and let the laser hit them which honestly it would be a cool game it might be but I think that might be beyond most people's enjoyment of like wouldn't it be cool teleportation like you choose where your guy is mm-hmm. and, and you all secretly put down I'm gonna move where I'm gonna be next yep and then you jump those, then you, and and where your lasers are going to be, and then you jump there and you fire. This sounds like a good mechanism for oh, a board game. Cool. It sounds like a oh, board, board game, game thing. Yeah, yeah. sector, you, right? Yeah, sector say, by sector. You, I choose this sector. Mm-hmm. This is the sectors that I'm firing at. This is where I'm jumping, and it's almost like Battleship, but your ships can move. Oh, so if you jump away, like everybody makes a jump at the same time. So if they yeah. make, they have to choose where they make an attack on a sector. Yes, and they don't know if you've jumped away by the time they've jumped in. Yeah, and then you have or they fire their laser party. Where? Where you wouldn't jump, yep. and you you need to charge, and maybe something. Oh, this is a cool game that that we thought of, but this is not the game that we we actually have been working on. No, it's not. It's not that. It's not that more thought. But that is a good game. one. We, we should look at that. It's an interesting cool conceptual one. board game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you're where you're, where the idea, and you would say battleship, but you move. Yep, that's cool. Anyways. That's not what we chose because what we wanted is more of the more Star Trek feel. I more think. Star Trek kind mm-hmm. of feel, where it's almost like a mix between space and naval combat. Right. Yep. This is a thing that has a long story tradition, and it's honestly super fun. Right. Where you're trying to decide where you're going to turn and where you're going to end up, and you're trying to, to to plan those things. It's not necessarily like a super guessing game, which I agree is probably better as a board game. No, it's, it's less cerebral and more more physical. Yes. So. Um, so obviously, as you can tell, we didn't we didn't choose the teleporting thing, although we could have, and mm-hmm. I think that would be an interesting thing to follow up on. Um, so then we have the other two: we have hyperspace, yep, and we have warp space. Yep. So I guess in Star Trek, you don't see as many like big space battles, but that's mm-hmm. because it's more sometimes it's more about the social commentary. But often, like in the movies, they have big battles, or people try and get like away once, once during every board. movie, yeah. No, most of them are like one on one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, most of it's one on one. It's not about tons of ships. One on one is not quite as fun in terms of uh, maneuvering ships and battling it out in terms of a tabletop game. Yeah. So. So so if you look then to Star Wars, mm-hmm. where they have more of the big battles. Their big battles aren't like occurring at high speeds, and they're just occurring in a sector where they literally and, just blast each other. Yeah. And if they are chasing each other through hyperspace, mm-hmm. they basically end up shooting each other and dropping out. In Star Wars, they never fight in hyperspace. No, they don't. They just they, they have technology to drop. That's Star Trek. Out. Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, you have battles in uh, warp space where they're yep. firing at each other in warp space. Yep, and whoever goes faster is almost the bigger determinant there. Well, because usually one guy's trying to escape. Yes, right? and then when they fight, for some reason, they don't fight in warp they space. They usually drop which out. Doesn't I guess, make much sense. I guess some of these engines might must often get hit and they just drop down. But then I guess warp space is too fast. Otherwise, 
This is one thing that we thought about. Because mm-hmm. they can fire their torpedoes in warp space. Yeah, if so you can fire your lasers and torpedoes in warp space... Obviously, they're not and... real lasers and not real physical <laughs> weapons. Yeah, so... And how but... do they go that fast if they're not part of your engines? Yeah, and then if one guy is in warp space, mm-hmm. can they... Can't they just fire at the guy who's not in warp space and blow them up, and the other guy can't even hit them because? And they won't even see them coming. Yeah, it won't even see the gun well, things coming because they're coming, going. They're fighting in warp space. But in Star Wars, you can see people coming at you. People because don't come. They out of only nowhere. fight in real space. Yep. And how they well, solve they the issue is that the the big capital ships, when they teleport out in uh, Star Wars, mm-hmm. they're basically giant shielded turrets when they teleport into a battle right yep. and and really where the real battle happens is dogfighting right because they copy carriers just like bombing each other their fighting, fighters right because and... so, all of the most important ships are actually the fighters right yep. it's all of the x-wings and the tie fighters and the bombers that's really where you win the battle and the other guys are literally just there to support them and shoot lasers mm-hmm. at, at each other and they don't even really move but that doesn't seem like it would make the funnest mechanic for a game when all you do is you put one thing on one side of the board one thing on the other side of the board and you just throw a bucket of dice at each other because you have lots of fighters and they have lots of fighters that I think that would be fun but Mm -hmm. not the but the real game would be the X-Wing dogfighting right yes and that game is created it's called Mm -hmm. (laughs) X-Wing Yep. so so when we when we looked at it and we thought about what kind of, of game we really wanted to do is we wanted to do giant big space battles I think we mentioned this like like Star Trek mm-hmm. so I guess but when they have that one big fight every mm-hmm. couple movies yes when they have that big fight every couple movies with multiple uh, multiple ships on each side mm-hmm. multiple capitals on each side right uh, so that's the thing we went to and so that I, I can I think you kind of see where we're going like we thought warp space makes the most sense right yep, and you can tell what we were talking about why wouldn't a ship just in warp fly, space, just fly, fly in warp by space and attack, and attack, and then fly back the other way and mm-hmm. kill anyone that's not in warp space. Yep. And we're like, well, okay, so how do we solve that? Well, so you should all be fighting in warp space. All that's, just fight in warp space. Solution. Yeah. Anyone that's not in warp space is obviously a sitting duck, mm-hmm. right? This is this is what would truly, in my opinion, would happen if you had warp space. And then now you had the idea of everyone fighting in warp space. Now that solves a lot of the problems we talked about before. For example, all the, all the distances. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, if you have warped space, it's kind of like magic. You have, you're an entirely different. You can map your uh, normal space into warp space, and suddenly the distances and sizes mm-hmm. will all be fucked up. So you can still have moons there. You can still have like clouds of debris, black holes, and all that. Yeah. Because they're still there. Yeah. But just relative to your speed, they've now become smaller, because because yeah. you go past them faster and what a, a lot of the, the issues that you have in um, space combat games is where the the scale of of battle mm-hmm. is weird right because you're fighting on a 6x4 board your spaceships are like a certain size and you're yeah. like technically this is actually mapping they're like 2 inches long but 2 why? inches long is supposed to be like hundreds of or thousands of kilometers actually right because yep. Literally, there's nothing blocking your. There's no horizon to block your view. You should be able to see thousands, especially with with super good sensors, right? Mm-hmm. So, how does that make sense on your battlefield? They they just say, ah, this is just an approximation. Yeah. It's well, just, it's in a our proxy. game, it's, it's not war a space. Proxy. It's not a proxy. Yeah, it's real. If you visualized how long <laughs> it takes objects to get to each other in warp space, mm-hmm. because everything is warped and and, and compressed. 
suddenly all of those distances you it's easier to say of course there's still magic right but Mm -hmm. like in terms of actually what's the math to actually make everything work uh it's war space war space what we just say war space is the magic that solves all the math all the math Mm -hmm. to make it it is the force of spaceships (laughs) yes exactly uh yeah so then so then you can kind of say okay so actually you don't have to always have in the back of your mind oh this is doesn't this is just like an approximation of the battle. No, this is this is how it kind of looks like. This is how the battle is happening. Yep. And it's much closer to in our universe what what an actual battle would be looking like. Yep. So have you read the culture series novels where they sort of also have larger space battles, but there's there's no movie adaptation of it, so this is less popular. Yeah, uh, I will eventually read it when it becomes a movie. Okay. Or a TV show. So in that, a lot of their battles are just dealt with by... Their ships essentially have what they call fields mm-hmm. around them. So their fields, they're used for attacking, they're used for defending themselves. Mm-hmm. It's basically like they're using less physical weaponry, uh-huh. but more creating a field Some around sort of themselves. Thing. Yeah. So that's how they've sort of decided how battles happen in that world. And they happen at that fast... That would look cool visually. Yeah. That's a, how, That's what, in a lot of video games, they basically do that anyways, right? You have your even with where like there's people. just some weird charging of something in front of the ship, and then a big laser beam goes by, yeah, because the other person. So it might just because it's easier, yep, in terms of graphics and stuff. But. <laughs> and, and you have to fire giant weapons. It's like, well, how do you see the little shot coming out of the ship? It's like, nah, it's a giant energy field. This is gonna look. Cool. This is like a giant beam, yeah. Yes. And also in that series, like everything is basically AIs in the future mm-hmm. operating the weapons, and they're operating at faster than light speeds because mm-hmm. they basically. So when they fight, they're, they're operating fighting, in yeah. like dimensions beyond the current dimension. But okay. all that really matters is they're op- operating at faster than light speeds. Uh-huh. So. So do we? Did we want to talk about? Okay, so that's that's interesting because mm-hmm. I've never read the culture, but it makes a lot of sense, and that's a lot very similar to the way I thought about the the. The story in our game, yep. right? Now, for for my thinking, they have conventional weapons and they shoot it. And but of course, to be able to survive in warp speed, mm-hmm. they have some sort of field. Come on, force fields. Everyone needs force fields. Yeah, I think right? the culture series. Trek, the yeah. culture series might have taken it too much into mm-hmm. the conceptual realm. That if you're playing a game, you want to like, because what you understand is physical weapons like bullets, torpedoes, mm-hmm. all that. But the other thing is that all those weapons, if you if you compress space, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what like. We didn't really even define what war space is in general, yeah. but our idea with war space is space is compressed down, right? Mm-hmm. So all the distances are much, much shorter yep. in this thing in, in some sort of translatable way. Uh, so you, when you shoot a, or when you go through space, you're not actually going faster than the speed of light. Mm-hmm. It's that you're compressing space, so your distance is shorter. So like light in your compressed space is actually moving faster than you. It still moves. At, at the constant max, right? Mm-hmm. But because space is much shorter, you can travel that distance in a much faster way than in unwarped space. So if you're trying to visualize it, kind of like when you see in Star Trek, the ships actually jump into warp, or you see yeah. them traveling through warp, all the stars are in a really dense cluster around them. Yeah, and they all seem to be compressed, and whatever you have that stretched out as they go past. So in some ways, it's the opposite. Everything is shortened, mm-hmm. right? And so when you do that, suddenly... If you shoot a laser, it still goes at light speed. It's the fastest thing you can shoot, yep. right? But you can you've, actually hit you've something. You've dragged your target yeah, essentially closer Yeah, much closer, closer to you. exactly, so that you can shoot them. Mm-hmm. Now, if they're moving at uncompre- in uncompressed space, yep. they're moving super slowly because they're 
they're not into the warp, okay. warp space. So conceptually, if you were going to have a form shielding in this universe, mm-hmm. it would basically be your mostly based on your warp field, and you would try and alter the warp field so the weapon coming right at you. You would oh, try and you would try and warp the shape of the space that the like lasers coming at you. Yeah. You would try and warp the space of it coming at you around you, mm, so it would mostly that, that miss totally you. That makes sense. Or you would try and just slow the light down to do anything to it or disperse it. Yeah, that makes sense. So it lessens sense the damage. I don't think that if you're thinking about super compressing space, mm-hmm. the actual ship itself cannot would not be able to survive in super compressed space. Now you're super compressing the yeah. thing. Or maybe it could, so you but maybe it do, wouldn't you move normally. Do, you might have to do both at once. Yeah, so maybe you're, you're warping space, compressing it in front of you, mm-hmm. keeping the bubble around you, generally normal space, so yep. you, you operate a normal thing, and then stretching out the space behind you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, how you actually... Like, it wouldn't make sense to have it compressed in the front, you would and go, then compressed in the back, through, you're just, you're and you're just not dra- going anywhere. You drag more objects yeah, into so you. Yeah, so by stretching it out mm-hmm. behind you, shortening it in front of you, you're kind of like zooming forward faster. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so then you have your, your field, which protects you with the shield, mm-hmm. and you could double that up, in, like you're saying, and say that's also the way, the field is also the way you're actually traveling through the warp space. Yep. So... I'm sure you can make lots of pretty pictures, just like those video games you're talking about, like yeah. based around the fields having yeah. like all sorts of visualized versions, just like how we look at NASA mm-hmm. pictures of like far off solar systems, where they're not really multicolored and all that, but you add the color visualization to what like if you layer a bunch of different imagery on top of each other, like oh this image means beautiful. this, this means this, and it actually looks beautiful when you translate it into something it's that's basically not... just art representing. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> turning thing. data into art. Yeah. Whatever, NASA did it, so therefore it's science. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's, I guess that's that's some of the way that we're thinking about how battles happen. Mm-hmm. And I think when you, it's, I think it, it's interesting, and it's something that I think a lot of, even stories and whatever, don't explore, except for maybe the culture, which I've never read. Yeah, which makes sense why a lot of other people are like, oh, you should read the culture; it's so cool. That might has... also be why it doesn't translate into like movie adaptations so well because there's too what there's too much like there's too much. Yeah, but we just talk it. about if you talk about like fighting in warp space mm-hmm. in the way that we do it. Yep, I think it it like you said it can't be because it's in, in a lot of ways it's not actually real. You can't actually do mm-hmm. it. You can just play with translating the data into visualizations making it look whatever way we want so it's right? like two magicians fighting almost yes exactly there's the fire mage versus the water it's mage just, it's just and great visualizations and, then you, mm-hmm. and that's why we can say oh well there's some something that happens in warp it's the basic principle is you're warping space so everything yep. is closer than it appears so then we did it so that the ships can be much closer and they can fire and that, that sort of thing makes sense right yep. um, but if you're doing it in a general movie then you'd just say, oh, there's all these crazy psychedelic colors because that's what it looks like just when like, you have Just like Inception when things are just moving, folding around and all yeah. that. Yeah, you're just like, oh, this is cool. And whatever, it's it's imagination anyways, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's the fiction in the science fiction, right? Yeah. And so you can just say, oh, and this fictional way of how this thing works makes it look beautiful. There's lots of pretty colors that happen at the same time. And there's like these weird special effects that are shooting everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just making... It's like visualizing data. That's yeah, all it is. exactly. Like, it make it beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think we're... I think we've talked a lot about how we want to envision the technology working and why, uh-huh. why it fits that sort of future universe setting. Uh, yeah. Um, and I think... 
What else? Anything else you want to talk about in terms of you could our talk, game specifically? I guess our game is specifically set in like a post-human universe, but that yes. that's a whole big topic that's probably best off separated for another podcast. Uh-huh. It's not about it's not about their like cars they drive around in. It's yeah. about more their, their. Yeah, I think I think if we just relate it to the warp things, other things that I think we actually have thought a lot about this thing so we have we talked about the battles have to be in warp space otherwise yep. it wouldn't make sense right you, obviously that anyone in warp space defeats anyone else also it fits into the squadron mechanic because mm-hmm. lots and lots of war games out there have a squadron based mechanic mm-hmm. where maybe you have a leader and a bunch of guys around him and they have mm-hmm. to stay in coherency of him yeah or you've got a squad of all the same guys and they've got to stay in say two inches or max eight inches from everything yeah. else it basically incorporates into the fluff of the game why squads have coherency yeah, because they have to stay within the warp field of our capital ships, right? Yep. Um, the other thing, though, I think that's a little bit something you have to think about uh, is when you have general war games, it's two ships there, or two fleets that are coming at each other head on, right? Yep. If we're talking about warp space, generally you think about warping in one direction, right? You, you're, you're going in a direction, so the front gets short, mm-hmm. the back gets long. Okay. How does that make sense when two things collide? Uh, yeah, they're both getting short. They're getting long behind. So maybe they all exist in the same bubble. Yeah. They, they so this is up. the way we we started thinking. We're saying yes, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. How does it work? I'm not a physicist. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. But what we talked about. All right. So when we collide these two things, maybe something does weird happen. Mm-hmm. And we we thought maybe this is actually when space battles actually happen is when these two fleets collided have the our warping space yep. directly into each other right a head-on warping collision and it creates some sort of they're both warping space yeah some of each sort other. of singularity mm-hmm. where the space in all of this area is warped short in every single direction yep because they're all generally. they're all using their warp drives exactly to shorten yes. space and all these different weird things. And mm-hmm. for some reason, if you collide them head-on, it becomes some sort of singularity, some bubble that expands outwards for a certain amount of time. Yep. And that's where the space battles happen. And maybe that's why new ships can't jump into it to like get reinforcements. They already have it, to be in there, possibly. Yes. Yeah, so there's some sort of warp nova, some sort of singularity. These battles happen. They mm-hmm. can all fire their guns. All the spaces warp closely. Uh, no one can actually get into that bubble at a certain time. And... The last any any other kind of things oh and there's a certain time limit oh suddenly uh, we can well, say maybe, oh you know what oh on turn <laughs> on turn five or ten it collapses oh, oh yeah oh that's why the battles only last a certain amount of time oh yeah and so i don't know if this is cart before horse or whatever but this mm-hmm. is the kind of things that that you think about and you're like you know what maybe this suddenly makes more sense and and you can integrate your game with your mechanics mm-hmm Sorry, your mechanics with the story behind your game to kind of overlap them and make them make more sense. Because a lot of games do have mechanics where you're like, but why don't they just not yeah. do the system and then you just win? Yes, it seems very gamey. They're like, mm-hmm. well, how come they're, they, I don't know, they have a certain X number of life or kind of things like that. And you're like, that's just for the game. Just ignore it. I think the biggest... For us, 
I think we really kind of okay. So this definitely is still hand waving, mm-hmm. but we at least try to come up with all these different things yeah. to make the fluff kind of match the game we're making. Because I think what we've talked and about the other way around, informing the game we're making. Because I think what we've talked about in previous podcasts is the I go you go versus the integrated turn mechanic, mm-hmm. where in some of the I go you goes is like oh. Why are you letting me just... You kick my whole army down before I respond at all. Mm -hmm. It's like you see that mechanic in all the games. Yeah. And there's no explicable reason. It's easier for you to go and do everything before I go. Exactly. So... And that that bothers me, and I'm sure it bothers lots of other gamers. Mm -hmm. So you want to have some sort of, like, connection of the mechanics versus Mm -hmm. why. like Like a physical reason for why this is occurring in the game mechanics. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah, so... Keep people happy. Yeah, I think it, it helps It helps people get people into the game and stay in the game. Because every single time you think of, oh, this doesn't actually make sense in terms of the simulation of what I'm mm-hmm. of what I'm imagining, it brings you out of the game. Yeah, it, right? it ruins the immersion. You might as well mm-hmm. be playing chess or not even chess, I don't know, rock, paper, scissors, right? It's just a game. Yeah, it's just right? it's theoretical and conceptual. Yeah. It's not about, like... The actual physical objects coming at each other and blowing each other up yeah, and flying past each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the reason why we were playing a miniature game, not a math game, is because we like the visualization, the imagination, the story behind everything. So it becomes, in this type of games, it becomes very, very important. Yep. So I'm glad we have thought about this whole technological <laughs> future. And, and we'll, I'm sure we'll come up with more different things about what makes sense, and maybe yep. we'll we'll come back and say, oh, by the way, the reason why these mechanics happen this way is because of the story that we've kind of put in place. I don't think we've even said like if Star Trek makes sense or doesn't make sense, and Star Wars makes more sense. It's, oh, it's come not on, Star that. Trek makes more sense. We're just going to another dimension. No, no, sorry, that's Star Wars. The other Star dimension. Star Wars makes. We just depends found, on how you. How we haven't found the, the other battles. dimension yet, you okay, know. In Star Wars, mm-hmm. the fighters attack as if they're in the atmosphere. They do dogfighting like, like atmospheric dogfighting. They right? need wings. Yeah, you you need wings in space. And don't they you do know? loops and things like that. And you're like, they don't do spin spin around like they do in Battlestar Galactica, where they oh, actually where they thought back. they go backwards and they yeah, start they shooting spin you... and everything like that. That's a that's a thing where they're like, mm-hmm. we understand that. In space, space changes the big changes how ships should go. Right, you have vector-based combat. Yep. Right. The only problem is people don't understand vector-based combat because it's mathy and it's disorienting, and very and hard. Else. Yeah, exactly. We don't live in a place where there's no gravity, mm-hmm. so it's hard to imagine what the ships would do. Yep. It's okay to play video games before where it does yeah. involve vector mechanics, but most people don't uh, like vector mechanic-based video games. Star Trek, actually, now that I think about it, I don't think. No, they, they fly around too like it's the air. Yeah, Their big do. ships fly around like they're in the air. Yeah, that's true. And I believe in our game, you're going to fly around like it's in the air. <laughs> that's what everybody likes, and that's what it's, you understand. It's more fun. There's some sort of it's more fun with that. Yeah, and it's just yeah. easier to keep track of as well. Yeah, so I guess I guess we don't... <laughs> We've... Not a, you can't model exactly no. your universe, because you do have to make some sort of trade-offs. But we are trying to like make the trade-offs as small as possible. Mm-hmm. In both ways, right? So if you can make your mechanics more more uh, like how the universe you've set up uh, is yep. that's great on the other hand uh, if you can make your if you can explain away the things that you did for gameplay by things in in the universe which mm-hmm. is a lot of what we did with the warp field technology and stuff like that then that's that's also good right the important part is that someone can hold in their head a consistent picture while playing their game yep all right well 
think we've talked about a lot of cool sci-fi yeah. things. If anyone knows like other big sci-fis that we should watch to see like their technology, or if they have a really cool visualization of these technologies oh, yeah, in a movie or because yeah. there's lots of like non-mainstream sci-fi movies out that's there. That's true. I'd I'd almost rather though get more books so I can imagine it myself because. Mm-hmm. Bad sci-fi can be really bad. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I've been going on a binge watching sci-fi movies just because yeah. we're making this game to it's see what's out there. It's almost better if they're cartoons because you have it's it's easier to do things that don't make any sense in a if it's drawn. And if they don't have the budget to do really good 3D, it doesn't just get to be yeah cringy. terrible looking. It gets yeah, cringy. all of this 80s sci-fi. That, that happens to be made in 2013 Which, because they just had no budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that we grew up with that actually is part of the reason why we made the space game. Yeah, I'm not going to name I'm names. not going to go back and watch them. No. <laughs> Most of them. Except for Star Trek. It's amazing. Oh, Next Gen. Next Gen. Not the original series. Yes. Have, you, have you gone back and watched the original series? Oh, I think I see clips of it once in a while, just people laughing it at it. It does not hold up. No. Even the movies don't hold up. You know how people are saying... People don't crucify me for this. But they're like every what is it? Every every odd one is good. Oh, the Star, Star Trek movies. Okay. I, I don't agree. I don't think any of the movies are very good. No, the TV but there's only one. Okay, that's not good, true. But... Wrath of Khan is number two, so it must be every even one is good. Mm-hmm. Wrath of Khan is the only good Star Trek movie of all the movies that have come out. That could be all bad. the rest of them are worse. They're all than forgettable. All the and you yeah, forget exactly. Them. So. There you go, some controversy to throw in there at the last minute. Yeah. Wrath of Khan is the only good Star Trek movie. And there were no good next-gen movies? No. No. There were. No, there were not. No, okay, Jean-Luc Picard is is amazing. But the movies are not good. No, they're not memorable. Yeah, they're like... I'm trying to go... The only thing good about them is that you get to see Patrick Stewart play Jean-Luc Picard again, even though next-gen had ended. ended years ago. Yes. All right, that's fine. Okay. I might have so many complaints, but you know what? That's off topic. We're done. Exactly. This is not a movie podcast. This is a uh, game podcast. Yeah. So, if you want to tell us any movies we should watch that are really cool, or t- or uh, books, besides the culture, which I need to read. Yep. Uh, yeah, we'd be we'd be super happy to hear about them. Cool. Well, keep in touch. All right. So, if you like this podcast. You can like, follow us, uh, do all that social stuff. We'd really appreciate it. If you'd like to comment on what we've been talking about, you can do so here or on Facebook. Or you can email us at contact at diceovereverything.com. Oh, thanks for listening. All right. Bye.